Well, I think um, I think my characters describe myself pretty well. I mean, I'm, uh, I like cute things, classy, um, stylized. I'm very. Uh, I have a simple, uh, simple life. Uh, I like to be with my wife, my cats, my work, travel, and um, I like to surf, do sports. Um, I don't know. I think I'm a simple guy. That's, that's my answer. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, like, at the end of the day, life isn't too complicated. And we're all still, like, yeah. so in our head and, like, going around in circles and just like, oh, my gosh. But, like, really, truly, that's it. It just comes down to, like, one plus one is two. It's totally fine. Yeah, well, I think that every, every, um, like, it's simple because... Actually, each each part of your life is also needs a lot of attention, you know, in my design, in our, or have a relationship with my wife, or friends, or my cat, or traveling. Those are quite a lot of stuff to get um, to get into and, and, and to do them to do them well. You need space, time, dedication. Yeah. So, so that's like my, my focus. Yeah. And so you're. The main character in your universe is Mr. Cat. And so I read that you used him in the beginning as, let's say, almost an avenue to develop your own skills, but also a personal style. So it was like two birds with one stone. And I guess I want to ask, yeah. why is it important for you that when viewers are actually reflecting or per, you know the way in which they perceive your work that your work is almost a symbol through which it will be that canvas for what they're feeling in that moment yeah i think that um, um it's when i create it's like a sort of self-expression but it can only work if it goes both ways you know if the other person also connects and some Sometimes I like to, to see my, my designs as like an emotion, a feeling, a moment, um, not as much as a story that follows like the, the narrative structure, you know? It's more like uh, here is a, here's a design where you can do whatever you want. I think uh, there's a festival that I really like called Pictoplasma. Oh, I love that. And yeah. Uh, Peter, uh, the, the year that I spoke in Berlin, um, it was the subject was all, all about empathy, and sometimes it's like it's like stripping the character of all narrative and just taking it to to its essence. And if it get all like artistic and philosophical and, <laughs> and artsy, uh, like like Brancusi, you know, like the sculptor yeah. uh, Brancusi, where you would go to the essence. And I don't know what you watch those sculptures. And suddenly they, they are really fulfilling. They overwhelm you in some way. It's, it's like deep and yet simple. So I think that my characters that are so round and minimalistic, I try to convey something similar and also make you like want to touch it. You know, I, I try, to, try to awaken the sensorial side more than the narrative side. And that, of course, makes the viewer an owner because they will decide or not they don't even decide that's they will feel in a certain way you know so like, like 
I think many, you know, like like Hello Kitty, for example, she has no mouth. You can, you're the one who imagines how she feels when you look at her in the face, or when you look at her face. And that was like something I really liked from the beginning with my characters, which also, um, once I started creating a, a, a storyline and backbone for them, it was difficult because I had to research what was I feeling when I created them to understand what they were trying to uh, express they were to be in a story. You know, so that was like a second part in my um, uh, discovery or exploration of these characters. Yeah. It's like a two-way street. You have come to a certain point and you're meeting the audience halfway, but allowing them to also engage that with which you've expressed. And I feel that that's, that's the beauty of being an artist because even though you're an introvert, these are still means to which we connect with one another. And the, the human connection is so important. And you touching on empathy, it, it being so, so much more prevalent these days that we are learning to be more empathic towards each other and actually learning how to connect with one another. And perhaps having more of an open dialogue, I feel that now even though the world has, it's, it's been in lockdown and we're coming out, we have opened up far more than we were before and seeing yeah. that though this is important and actually these are my values and this is what an actual conversation with a person is like yeah i think i think that's a great point um, because i think people are evolving or myself where empathy or maybe sharing your feelings even if you feel a bit vulnerable, it's it's not seen as a weakness because I think uh, now, especially like maybe young people, they understand that um, it doesn't maybe identify it doesn't um, say it doesn't mean you're not just your weakness. You're many things, and part of you is also your weakness, your vulnerability, your the, the way you feel, and um, being able to talk about it. It's not maybe like exactly what my work is always about but now that you mention it and because i like to design uh, more as a with senses and feelings then yeah um i think during these years for example i've been able to express myself better and maybe uh, look in deeper without trying to uh keep a shell you know and being able to express like right now i was in new york and um my my chinese partner for uh, my mr Ken and friends license uh, we're doing this like video where uh, we present me as an artist and, and in a more personal way. And he asked me if I wanted to speak about uh, my fingers. When I was born, I had this, um, I don't remember the name right now, but it's, um, it's this problem in, in, in my mother's womb where uh, my fingers, it's like they, my left hand had fingers that were like together and then uh, other parts of my body, there were like these strings that would, uh, would, would like strangle, you know, uh, my fingers and my arm. Luckily, I didn't lose my arm. And so this is something I never talked about, like in public or any of my talks in Pictoplasma or Off or, or Today at Apple. But um, I thought it was a good moment to talk about it now because on one hand, you don't want to use it 
like, oh, yeah, I want to use this, like, poor me, or how do I express myself? But on the other hand, it's who you are. And and that's, like, what we're going to show uh, in, in that video, which is which is quite personal and important. And it's connected to feelings, as you as you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, that, that vulnerability that we have been taught to just we don't want to address it or it's uncomfortable, we don't want to bring it to the forefront. I think it's addressing that even though we label it as vulnerability and that for so long that has been perceived as weakness, it's just human. And we're allowing ourselves to finally accept that we are human. And that bringing that into spaces such as you are right now and to your audience We've seen it in businesses too and across industries where the landscape is transforming from thinking, oh my gosh, we are robots and we have to turn and hammer all this out and take these boxes and produce, produce, produce and grow and always expand. It's like, we are just human and we have been going against our own nature for so long. It's like, no wonder so many, so many of us are burnt out and sick and just so many problems everywhere, flaws in the system and glitches and yada yada yada. And now it's just we're starting with our own stories and looking at ourselves and truly seeing ourselves in the mirror and breathing from our bellies and be like, it's okay, I I'm, I can actually exist. And from there, taking it day by day, step by step, and perhaps. Finally realizing, this is what I like to do in this lifetime, and maybe I can actually go out and do it. And I hope that, you know, you giving voice to this, it only further allows space for others to look at themselves, too, and like, just accept that and embrace that and really just be like, love you know, I'm corny, cheesy, but be like, yes, this is me. And I, I fucking love it. Yeah, that's what's going to make you happy because, uh, especially in society right now, with so much information and so many, uh, so many like great things you see on Instagram, for example, you desire and you you're missing out or you don't have, and actually you have a lot, but inside, you know, and um, you need to have some space for yourself to, to think. Maybe like as you say, when you when you breathe you know, while doing yoga. And uh, that's something that I think when we were young, maybe in school, even I hope someday you teach it because uh, emotional intelligence is uh, very important for us to be happy and to know what we want. And and this project, for example, for me was was exactly that. Was what do I like? I didn't understand why or how, but that's what came up, and it and it felt right. You know, that's very important. When something suddenly feels right, somehow you can't explain with words. But you know, um, it, it just it just fits. You know, it just fits with you, and that's what happened with this project, and and that's how it gave me time, space, and and the will to continue, and and from there on, actually reinvent my career. You know, and as a, as a consequence. You know, being given that space as a kid, I, I hope kids will you know when they're engaging with your work or hearing this talk. They're going to just, you know, maybe in some way tap into that space in themselves 
and not listen to all of this external noise, which I feel is changing for the better, but not quite yet in the educational system where, you know, emotional intelligence and learning what you actually like. There's just so much potential and opportunity, and we always see it as a lack. And it's like, but you have a springboard. There's a springboard that you have that you can, like, who knows what you're going to go do. And, I mean, even looking at, like, studying five years ago and the courses that were available to today, I'm like, dang, what is available now? I'm, I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. Yeah. And, and well, that's, that's the time also. It's inevitable. And, and luckily that, that things go for better, you know, and, and as you grow, um, Anyways, whatever you learn at school, after it, everything changes. I, I mean, in design, what I learned when I started, it's, it has evolved so much. You have to learn the same the same way you learn for your work about um, different techniques or art or whatever. You have to do the same for yourself and connect and who you are, who are you, what do you want, why do you want this. All those questions are very difficult to answer. And sometimes it might feel like very, like a philosophical thing, like a ex existentialist, but sometimes it can be much more simple, you know, like, what do you want? You know what you don't want. You can start from there. And and by growing that side, it's helped me a lot in getting a better process for, for work, getting a, a, a more healthy life, you know, because you suddenly start to open the... Uh, the those those doors inside of you that actually maybe are like uh, a knot, you know, and you don't give them too much importance because you don't have a fast result. You start understanding it with time. Yeah. And this is very yeah. I didn't know we talk about this, but <laughs> yeah, that's how it feels. You being this introvert, I'm actually very interested to hear how you navigated that as it, like in your younger years. And if you knew that you wanted to do art or more so the creative side of things, but then I'm only guessing that it was, you know, pretty still pretty traditional back then too. And the values placed on, you know, the sciences and how did you kind of go about honing your skill and just being a kid trying to figure it out, but also like I need to ace these tests and exams and perform. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think my uh, art, the art side has always been like a backbone in my life. Uh, since I was, my mother would give me like pencils and, and paper to draw, and uh, I remember like my great grandfather used to. I didn't know him, but we did have like paintings at home, so it would connect me with a, some type of roots, you know, like of who I am. And I would just draw. I I know that like in class, I was always. I could draw art, but it's not like I was outstanding or anything. I think it's been by training a lot. And when I was a teenager, I started graffiti, of course. It was a way for me to fit in a place where I felt comfortable. You know, like maybe uh, you're in school and, and it's a way to, to create a, a, an avatar for like somehow, you know, uh, who, who are you? Well, drawing and, and it has always been something that has been part of me. And then when I grew up and I started to think about going to study, um, I was scared of doing, like, trying to get into fine arts because of the commercial side, so I started doing design. But I'm not, like, a, a graphic designer 
as such, I'm, I'm very, what I've been doing in business, so I always like mess them up. So I'm more of a, sort of an illustrator, which is a path, a 3D illustrator, which is a path that you learn by, by practice. And as an introvert, I mean, an introvert can also have fun and, and be out, outgoing and speak loud, but maybe I do it with less people and I am very comfortable of being alone, which doesn't mean I like loneliness. I love people. I love being around people. But um, my time alone is, is very precious to me, and it's very important that I can feel. I have a lot of hours trying or dining, like something like that, you know? I mean, it's like, obviously, you know, we need people, and it's just being an introvert doesn't mean, like, I'm, I'm this lone wolf, but, you know, like, you just know yourself as a person and how you recharge and just what you need. So then I'd like to know what that's been like on the business front because you're getting design reads, you're working with teams, you know, you're just bobbing back and forth on a global level. It's like, you know, you don't want to stretch yourself too thin, but how have you found a balance with that? Well, I think that um, the first thing was accept Except that uh, for me, it may be more difficult than to an extrovert to go out there and, and, and present myself. But that's life. I can accept that I'm maybe better at sitting down and designing alone. But there's a part of life that maybe is a bit tougher for me. That doesn't mean I shouldn't try. And what I noticed is once that my characters started to like have appreciation, for example, in, in the hands, I wanted to, I knew that for me to be able to live. Uh, creating characters, I need to go out, you know, so my first choice was uh, speak in public, which was difficult, so I prepare a lot, and the thing is try to find a space or a place where others discover you, you know, like when you start sending mails to people, not many answer, because they're not maybe in their timing, they're not waiting for someone like you at that point, they're not looking for someone in, in, with those uh, profiles, but if you place yourself like in a festival or or in some space where you'll be able to share your project and have people listen, then luckily, just luckily, you're never sure about anything, but luckily, someone will find you. And and then maybe those who are more extroverts will, will start asking you or, or get in touch. So in a way, it's like um, trying to find with my capacity and, and, and how I, I like to adapt. I know where I need to go, or I think I know where I need to go, and, and see with with my techniques how I can get there. And then working in a team, it depends. I have worked with teams, and uh, I mean, it's it's fun, but it's true that I like to I like to work I like to work alone generally. But that doesn't mean, especially with social media, which is great. Like now, you know, before I had my call with a. Uh, with my agent for a project and I'm going to work with, with several people and it's fun because what's great about that is, is that you're only good at your part or you know you're, you're specialized in, in one part but then you, you, you work with someone else like for example last year in, in August I did this project for a, for a bank in Spain with uh, human characters with, uh, with clothes and for that project I worked with a fashion stylist 
So I would learn like how to pose the character in a, in a more vogue kind of way. I love uh, the color palettes for that project. Yeah, it's, 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 and it just won a prize. It's a Grand Prix in, in a festival in Europe. It is awesome. So like, what I love, I don't think about if I'm introvert or extrovert. I think about I'm very happy and that I can mix, you know, or or or, or, or make be, be part of a team where everybody is is good at what they do so that's going to make the project better and then i'm going to be really proud when i see like how i learned i learned about in that project i learned about color i learned about styling i started looking more into fashion brands and and that was thanks to uh mixing with people you know and and, and talking and so that's the kind of i like maybe as an introvert the answer would be i like to have deep friendships, you know, it can be in, in as like what you talk about or in uh, your taste, like in art, fashion or design. So if somebody's a passion is really passionate, that's something that interests me a lot because I'm going to learn and I'm going to have fun and I'm, you know, that's, I think that's how, how I work. Yeah. I have a friend right now, he came to see me, he's an extrovert and he just can't stop talking. And it's really fun because it's different. It's different than me, you know? Yeah. And it's great. It's great. He's a cool guy. That's how he lives. And he needs to be outside. He goes He goes out like 8 in the morning and come back like at 6 or 7. <laughs> and that's how he likes life, which is great as well. It's like cool because, you know, you can sit there and I can totally imagine you just sitting there like smiling and you're just like relaxing and just like, you know, this chatterbox going off. Exactly, but at the same time, I, I mean, it's great because that's, that's the good thing between diversity and different people, and and that's that's the fun thing, you know. Because if everybody was like me, it'd be boring. <laughs> it's like it's truly nice though when you find people that you can just be with, and you don't have to entertain, and you, you know you are in your essence, and they are in their essence, and you both of you are so entirely different, and yet you fit each other so perfectly like a puzzle piece. Exactly. That's where the magic happens. <laughs> exactly, that's where the magic happens. And also, like, the chemistry depends on, on the different people. And some, like, some people, like my friend, the one I just talked to, the, my agent, I mean, I admire how he can go to any place, any party, any dinner, anywhere, and he'll speak to everyone, like, if, if he, he knew them since ages, you know? And that's marvelous. The thing is, that's, that's not who I am. I can't do it. I mean, I'd be exhausted if I did that. I need enough time for myself. But I love to see how he does that. And especially, um, that's part of his job, you know? And, and he has a job that fits his personality. And that's what's important, you know? Find what works for you. you know, everyone was obsessed with the uh, the personality test. You know the, I don't know if you've heard of it. The, I, if you're like a INF, Jay or you took like yeah, a I did that test. I did that test, yeah. I think I'm a INFJ if I remember well. Yeah, exactly. Sensitive and emotional. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it was funny because when they started explaining, you know, it was like you see the description, you're like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, it's me, it's me. You know, it's like a horoscope because it's like a bit more, it's a different kind of study, you know, a psychological study. I don't know if some people think um, that's uh, it, it, it doesn't, it's not real, but it really. I actually used my characters after, and I started when I started studying them and analyzing who, who I wanted them and how I wanted them. I used that, that psychological trait study to, to, to see how they could fit together. 
Oh, I love that because it's it's like um, I know that in some of my designs too, it's like you you start looking at really in depth into astro astrology or yoga or you know Buddhism or traditional Chinese medicine. Um, even you know I don't know if you've heard of human design, and you start seeing like this overlap, and that within all cultures there is just such similarity how deeply like interconnected all of it truly is everything fits and everything is infinite you know like wherever you start looking there's just no end which is i mean it can be it can be scary if you if you're if you're a controlling kind of person except that everything is infinite there's so much everywhere you look there's something to do have something to learn if you go travel to anywhere you travel you're going to see a whole new thing and then maybe yeah as you say the connections like for example pre-columbian art and asian and like egyptian art you see things that are very similar you're like wow like is, is humanity connected in such a deep way that in different parts of the world where they didn't even meet each other they actually did things that are very related it's amazing it's just so amazing going back to empathy how have you found that that has helped you engaging a client in their design brief um well i think my job is to understand the client's need that's like my first job. My art stuff, I can do it in my personal work, and then I use that for client work as like a showcase. But if I'm talking to a client, my first and most goal is to understand what they need and see how I can not only give it to them, but also um, maybe give more. You know, how can I give my knowledge and uh, understand what you need? And to understand what they need, you have to be empathetic because you have a brief okay but how you interpret and interpret yeah, how you interpret the brief uh is different for each artist you know we, we all see the world in a different way so if i understand what you're looking for then i'll be able to to do a project that maybe is not exactly what you were looking for what you thought would be but but it connects perfectly with your brand because like that's my job you know as a designer to understand you graphically and, and express in images what you're saying to me in words yes i love that because sometimes they don't even know what they want until you, you perhaps pitch it to them and say i could yeah. i could do it this way but i can also come from this angle yeah and then the feedback as well when they give you their feedback uh it's, it's also really amazing because you can reanalyze your own work and like oh i remember i'm going to talk again about the banker project for example the the two guys from the agency from clv um they they were looking for something you know they had a clear idea i'm sure that like what i was proposing since it was like a, a, a new kind of character and i wasn't used to creating humans they gave me the freedom and they were like really in love with it and then the process was was really fun but because at the beginning we were like a week or a week and a half doing explorations sharing with them and they would give their input like yeah we like it but we don't want it to be too cartoonic we want it to be like more a synthesis so that it doesn't feel so it feels a bit more fashionable and so i by speaking to them i could start thinking oh, okay and and in my way when i say thinking i say feeling you know i start feeling what they want to express okay so and suddenly you're like, okay, I got it. I think I got it. 
And that's thanks to working together, because that's what makes it richer. It's having their point of view mixed with your uh, your work, your talent, and that's what makes it special, you know, when you work with people. And that's empathy is, is, is all, all about that, you know? Without empathy, there would be no, no chemistry, no connection. And then it's just like any job. And for me, it's no use getting into a job right now. Uh, that's my that was my goal to get into a job just to do the job i want to do a job i really like you know and i feel comfortable and, and that's how i can i can be happy with myself and and i think that at least during the past years clients generally like um first of all they call me because they like my style so that makes it easier but they're they're usually quite happy you know and of how things turn out because because we connect it's empathy